Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Every artist was first an amateur. Every artist was first an amateur. Think about that. That's a quote of Ralph Waldo Emerson. If there is something that is sitting in your heart longing to be expressed, stop sitting on it. Express it. Express it. It is there for you to express. The purpose of the workshop ultimately was to discover, to reveal, and to live your authentic self. Now, the way that we got there to uncovering to that discovery of the self, the authentic self, to revealing that authentic self, and to living as the authentic self was done through art techniques, through performance techniques, through singing techniques, through poetry writing, through storytelling. However they chose to bring what it was they wanted to offer, that was theirs to make the determination around how they wanted to uncover their authentic self. And I also said, the journey was the goal, not the destination. And that is a lesson for each and every one of us, I think, in life. That we're not going to a destination. That's one thing that differentiates this philosophy from many other traditions. We're not trying to get to heaven. We're making a decision that heaven is a now-lived experience. And we can decide to be on that journey or not. It's up to you to make that determination. So the journey is the goal. Then I had to ask myself, if this is, a, if, if this is about discovering, revealing, and living your authentic self, what is the authentic self? What is the authentic self? And I invite you all to reflect for yourselves on that very question. What is the authentic self? Do you know? Do you have the willingness to go on that journey to deepen into a discovery of the authentic self? I think the journey of life is the consistent discovery, revealing, and living of the authentic self. Because I think the authentic self can also change. What? The true self never changes. The way we express authentically our true self can shift over time, depending on where we are in our expression and experience of life. And I think that that's okay. That's okay. The journey of discovering the authentic self is unending because we are renewed moment by moment in this thing called life. A lot of this comes out of, yes, that song written by my friend Martin Kerr, Undiscovered Geniuses, and also one of the very dominant influences on the entire New Thought movement, uh, which was Ralph Waldo Emerson, and in particular his essay on self-reliance. And in that essay he wrote this. To believe your own thought, to believe that what is true for you in your private heart is true for all people, that is genius. To believe your own thought, to believe that what is true for you in your own private heart is true for all people, that is genius. This calls to each and every one of us to reflect 
on what it is that is true in our own heart. What is true in our thought? What is true with a capital T? Not just facts, but truth. What resides within you longing to be expressed as truth? constant refrain that I hear from people when they first discover new thought teachings in unity or in the religious science or divine science movements. Here's a constant refrain that I hear. People come up and say, oh, this is what I have always intuitively known. Anyone have that experience when you first came into this philosophy? This is what I have always intuitively known and felt was true in my heart. And yet I had all of these other organizations telling me something different, but it did not align with what I felt was true in my heart. This is another thing that happens to a lot of people. When they're met with truth, with a capital T, they say, I heard the message and I just sat in the back and I cried sat in the back of the sanctuary and I cried. Anyone else have that experience? There are people who tell me that they would sit in the back of the sanctuary for weeks just allowing themselves to absorb what it is they were hearing and they would just sob. So if you're in the back crying, it's okay. <laughs> if you're in the back and you're not crying, that's okay too. I think about those kinds of statements and I th think, why? Why does, why does it have such an effect? I think that it has an effect for people because when they hear spiritual truth, they feel seen. They feel seen, perhaps for the first time in their lives, and they feel understood. I think that ultimately, spiritual truth distills down to those aspects of our mission statement. This is spiritual truth for me. Love only, forgive everything, remember who you are. The journey of discovery is one of deepening into remembering who we are, moving beyond the sensation that form, that the formed world, that the circumstantial world, that the evidentiary, evidentiary world has anything or any bearing on the truth of our being, it does not. It does not, except to the degree that we allow it. And that's the caveat. We can allow ourselves to be rolled over by all of those things out there. I choose to let go and say, I see the things in the world around me and I know a deeper truth, and I allow myself to resonate on that deeper truth. I choose to move beyond the sensation that form has any bearing. I want to ask you how many of you can, can relate to this idea. I concerned myself mostly with what it looked like to others to be me rather than what it felt like to be my authentic self. I'm going to say that again. I concerned myself mostly with what it looked like to others to be me, 
rather than what it felt like to be my authentic self. The experience yesterday was putting on a presentation. And we can get lost in the idea that putting on that presentation is somehow akin to putting on a presentation in life. That was not the point and purpose of the experience because putting on a presentation in life is looking to the other people in our lives and saying, look at me. Do you see who I am? Do you see? Um, is, am I okay? Do you approve? Rather than standing firm and resolute in what it feels like to be your authentic self and to express wholly as your authentic self. I've spoken about this before. Well, let's face it, every Sunday I'm only ever saying the same thing. <laughs> that, that's the challenge of ministry, saying the same thing every week and trying to find 52 new ways a year to say it. <laughs> next year is going to be 53. We have 53 Sundays next year. So I have said this before, but I think it bears repeating. Part of my journey, part of my personal journey, I'm going to talk a little bit about my personal journey, uh, to self-acceptance was radicalizing myself. <clears throat> you, may go, you may be going, what? What do you mean by that? There are some people, there's at least one person in the room who knew me in a time when I was a little more of a radical expression of myself that maybe didn't quite feel in alignment with the truth of my being, and it was rooted in the idea that I was more concerned with what it looked like to other people than what it felt like to be my authentic self. And so, now you're probably going to laugh because you'll probably think, how could he get any more flamboyant? <laughs> Trust me, it's possible. But I used to be very flamboyant. <laughs> and frankly, that is a part of who I am. I'm not going to deny that. That is a part of who I am. Not quite the Southern Baptist minister I talked about the last couple weeks, but something else. <laughs> but, but, I was putting on airs of what I thought it looked like to live in the identity that I knew about myself. And it was perhaps not the most authentic expression of self, although there's something rooted in truth about it. So I was flamboyant. I was over the top. In fact, so I was talking to... I, I, I did a performance of a song from a musical yesterday as part of the presentation. It's from a musical called Sunday in the Park with George. It is a musical that is, it's my favorite musical of all time, and it's a role that I've always wanted to play, and they produced it when I was in university in the acting program. That same semester, they produced a show called Execution of Justice, and one of the characters in that play is a drag queen. Where do you think I got cast? Here, my favorite musical of all time, but they're going to cast me as a drag queen. Not that I have any issue with that. I have no issue with that whatsoever, but I would much rather have been in the musical <laughs> that semester. Um, but it's because I was allowing myself to live a rather flamboyant, over-the-top expression of me, giving into the pressure of per perception that, in a way, I thought it might be impressive to other people that I was so open about who I was. And in retrospect, in reflection, I ask myself now, in what ways might have that been detrimental to my well-being and to my expression and to my wholeness? 
here's the way it was detrimental. It's because I was letting other people dictate my way of being. I was letting other people's opinions of me dictate the way I showed up in the world rather than living true to my heart and soul and allowing that to shine forth. But it's all a lesson we learn. It's all part of the experience. And so I do not regret any aspect of that part of my life. And I invite each and every one of you to look at perhaps those things that we might feel a little regret about and look at the past and go, hmm, do I really need to live in regret of that? Or can I accept that that was part of what got me here? It's what got me here. So at that point in my life, conformity became a desire, conforming to the way others thought I should be. And the problem with conformity is this. The moment I conform with your idea of what I should be, then I am in conflict of my idea of what I should be most of the time. The moment I conform with, you, with your idea of what I should be, then I am in conflict with what I truly am, with my idea of what I should be. And which is the healthier expression? I think it's allowing ourselves to live authentically as ourselves. This month, we have, well, except for, you know, no, I mean, it's all rooted. It's, it's all rooted in. I was going to say, except for Palm Sunday and for Easter Sunday, um, we've been looking at the power of wisdom as the theme for the month, but those were all woven into those two Sundays as well. So this month was about the power of wisdom, one of the 12 powers as articulated by Charles Fillmore. Wisdom, discernment, judgment, whatever you use to understand it. Wisdom, wisdom as a power is an inherent attribute of our being. It is something we can develop, as Lynn talked about. We can develop wisdom. But I think that there is something even deeper. There is an innate wisdom at the core of each and every one of us that just knows and knows that it knows. And oftentimes we spend a lot of time trying to cover that up by being flamboyant. Whatever it takes to cover up that inherent truth of our being. Today I say, let all of the things we cover up that inherent wisdom with, let them slip away and find the authentic self and let it shine forth. I think the greatest wisdom may be the wisdom of self. Fill in the blank. Reliance, self-respect, self-esteem, self-awareness. You get to decide. Emerson also wrote this. There is a time in every person's education when they arrive at the conviction that envy is ignorance, that imitation is suicide. Who was I trying to be in the over-the-top expression? I was being an idea of what I thought it was to be me. How many of us have ever lived that in our lives? That's simply imitation. That's it. There was one of our performers yesterday who my primary work with this individual was to strip away all the imitation that was being layered onto the expression. And I would just say over and over, let it all go. Just be in the moment. Have the experience. 
and say what you need to say. It's another good song to do sometime. Say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. I've just, you know, sometimes these thoughts, I have to just let Linda know when I'm thinking of them up here. Envy is ignorance and imitation is suicide. So the question is, in what, in what ways might we be conforming? That's the big question today. In what ways might we be conforming? Or, or, or this, or expecting others to conform to our concepts of the way things should be. That's a whole other side of this. That we expect everyone else to conform to the way we think, sh- the, the way we think things should be. Ministry is a particularly interesting role in this regard because everyone feels entitled to offer their opinion of how a minister should conform. (laughs) And all I can say with regard to that is I spent a lot of time learning to be my authentic self, and that's what I'm going to do and be. That's just it. I'm, you know... And, and trust that in doing so, that I am leading by example. That I am leading by example. You know, we talk a lot about a way shower. Well, there are many way showers, and each and every one of us can be way showers in terms of living an authentic life, deep in, deep in the understanding of the truth of who we are. Part of the journey of this genius workshop, this undiscovered genius workshop, was to let go of the way we thought we might be perceived and allow a moment to unfold, unfettered and authentic. Emerson also offers in his essay that we should learn to detect and watch the inner gleam of genius, that thing we often dismiss and disregard because it is ours. I'm the one who studied to be up here. But the wisdom that flows through me is the same wisdom that flows through each and every one of you. And I invite us all to tap into that innate, inherent wisdom at the core of our being, more so today perhaps than ever before, to allow that inner gleam of genius to flow forth into expression. Perhaps this week, we each and every one of us make the decision to trust that inner gleam of genius and activate it through visioning work, through allowing ourselves to say, what is it that I choose to be and express in this world? Absent the understanding or the acceptance of anyone else, who would I choose to be if other people's opinions didn't matter? Visioning is a process to delve into the free, infinite ideas, absent those preformed ideas. Visioning is about letting go of anything that has come before and allowing the answers to present themselves in our expression. And it is rooted in one of my favorite spiritual questions of all time. You ready to write this down? You don't have to write it down. But if you want to write it down, my favorite question, what wants to happen here? In any situation, what wants to happen here? And then actually listen for the answer. Actually listen for the answer. What wants to happen here? Oh, relax into the moment. Visioning is fully trusting our mind as a full expression of God mind and relying on it. 
because there is no separation. There is consciousness and nothing else. And we are that expression. We are the form of consciousness. And so our mind is God's mind. Let us actively value, embrace, and celebrate the individual uniqueness and contribution of all people, starting with ourselves. Let us value, embrace, and celebrate what it is we have to offer to this world. And let it not be rolled over by the opinions of others. I think that if we do this, I fully believe that if we do this, that as we express our uniqueness, what we find is that perceived differences of gender, ethnicity, culture, history, experience, sexual orientation, and the like, they disappear because they do not become the dominant idea about a person. When we know who we are, we can look upon the faces of every single person we encounter and know that that is the truth of each and every one of them, irrespective of how they present it in the world. That's my goal. In remembering who we are, we must remember who everyone else is as well. That's wisdom. To embrace inclusion and diversity, we must be willing to set aside our judgments and be respectful. And absent respect, we tacitly say, you are not valued. So let us let go of that idea. Let go of judgment. Let go of judgment. That's wisdom. The universal law of mind takes our ideas as an impress, a mold, and brings them into being. That's the wisdom of self, reliance, respect, awareness, whatever you choose to fill in that blank with. So let us let go of the need, you ready? Let us let go of the need today to impress and through a practice of principle, impress. That is, let us let go of the need to create a favorable impact or to draw attention to oneself. And instead, let us, through the practice of principle, affect deeply or strongly in mind or feelings a mark on mind to be creative. That, to me, is the true power of wisdom. And to know who you are, to know who you are and let your heart and soul live in infinite trust. That is the power of wisdom, of self. Peace and blessings to you. You are magnificent. So spring break is over. There is homework this week. I invite you to take time this week, each and every day, so daily, I would like you to take time to engage in some contemplation about your life and ask a few questions and see what comes up for you. These questions are, what is the expression that is wanting to happen? What wants to happen here? What must be released to allow that expression? And what must be embraced to allow that expression? Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, 
And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.